Hey guys, it's Trinity and you're watching the Insider's Edge podcast. The following announcement has been paid for by the WZWA Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Insider's Edge podcast here on the WZWA Network. I'm your host with the most on the West Coast, California and Fury. So good to be here tonight. I've got a glass of red. I am in the mood for a great conversation here. And, and it, this is an honor for me because um, th- this person that I'm speaking to here today, she has been a professional wrestler. She's also been a stunt woman. She can act. She's got a Bachelor of Business Administration in Accounting and a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. See, she's essentially a superwoman who can literally do anything. She can probably also sing and dance. She can likely draw very well. It's possible that she's a fantastic boot scooter and she's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you all this head of hair right here, the one and only Trinity. How are you, my friend? <laughs> What an introduction. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> I do it every time. Uh, um, but <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And uh, it is an honor for me to, to speak with you today because uh, I used to watch, uh, you know, NWA TNA when it first started back in the day. And I was a very big fan of yours back then. And, uh, you know, a very big fan of, of that company during that time period. So, this is fun for me to talk about those days, uh, but the first question, Trinity, as usual on the show, we, we usually ask, how did, how did you become a wrestling fan when you were a young woman? Well, it is funny because I wasn't, it's weird. I wasn't necessarily a wrestling fan because, you know, right. when you're a kid, you kind of, you, whatever your parents are watching on TV and nobody watched wrestling in my family. And I was always outside playing, not really a big TV buff. And it wasn't until I got older where my friends watched it and they always talked about it and I would watch it like here and there. And I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> and, I'm like, and then one day I think I just said, um, I'm, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. But it was funny because I kind of was hearing about stunts at the same time as wrestling. So stunt work kind of came first. It's really whatever would have dropped in my lap first and stunt work did. But I never think I got rid of the itch of wrestling. And then it wasn't until midway in my stunt career that I... Um, got handed a script to coordinate a movie about backyard wrestling. And then I was on the prowl for a ring and there happened to be this kid that was on the, the local news where he was getting in trouble because he had a backyard ring. And I went to him to buy his ring and I'm like, I need a ring, I need some wrestlers. And I winded up, he hooked me up with the school um, that was local that the uh, Mikey Whipwreck and Amazing Red and all those guys went to. And I went to train there and it was kind of around too, like 9-11, where the film industry was kind of slowing down. So I started trading with them and I went on a couple of uh, wrestling shows with them, indie shows. And then it, it all started from there. We were invited to TNA and it's all history from there. But it all just kind of fell <laughs> my lap, but it's a great story and a great adventure. And I, I love it. Excellent. So that's how the roller coaster ride began. Um, before I get into that, though, the, the stunt work thing, I need to shine a light on this because, like, it, this is a crazy uh, area 
to be working in doing stunt work. Um, and for everyone that's watching at home, look, I'm going to have to name some films that you worked on because I was like, I was incredibly impressed with some of these. Uh, Anaconda, Big Money Hustlers, which I find hilarious. Uh, <laughs> See, that posse, there's a connection with wrestling again with that one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Daredevil, School of Rock, Spider-Man 2, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones, and, of course, Sex in the City 2, which I, I thought to myself, what stunt work needs to be done for Sex in the City? That's that's nuts. But <laughs> I just wanted to note there's, there's plenty more, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just so you all know. But this is this is a hell of a, 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 you know, a resume here for you. And that's just the movie. Exactly, exactly. So how, how did you get into this kind of work? And, you know, just tell me about that. This this is crazy. Yeah. I, okay, so now I do have to backpedal a little for my, my childhood because my dad didn't have any sons and he owned a motorcycle shop. I was the second child. So the first daughter was the daughter. Then I came out and I was like the tomboy that he got on the bikes, the motocross, the motorcycles, the quads, the <laughs> jet skis, everything. So I pretty much was in training and didn't realize it to be a stunt woman. And when I always was looking for a job, I was like, what am I going to do? I like, I like, I don't see me sitting down behind a desk and family members were like, that lived out in California, like you have to become a stunt woman. You know, they did, my uncle was a race car driver and he's like, we're doing a benefit for the stunt guy. You, you got to come out here and become a stunt woman. And after college, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm moving out there. And I decided to become a stunt person. And I went into the um, live stunt shows at Universal Studios, Waterworld stunt show. That was like, I'm dating back because 25 years, I am doing this 25 years. <laughs> Anaconda was like one of my first movies, which is funny that we were just talking about that the other day. <laughs> but so I went to um, some training and then I went to some live stunt shows and it just all, you know, all parked from there. Awesome. This is exciting. Wow. Exciting. You know what I like? I said, I'm going to go become a, uh, a wrestler. It, it was like four to six months I was training. I went to TNA and then I was on TV with them and then. Eventually, WWE knocked on the door, so it was awesome. <laughs> That's amazing, and um, I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And I have to tell you right now, I'm popping so much for that New York Italian American accent. It just, it's, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before I get into talking about wrestling. Any injuries or scary moments in your stunt career? There has to be there has to be some stories there. You know, believe it or not, you're gonna say that, but it's stunt work. We're so safe and and you know calculated, and we really it's always about safety first. First, that I have very minor nothing injuries from stunt work. Believe it or not, I've been by cars, jumping off buildings, uh, like crazy stuff, harnesses and on fire. And I have such minimal interest in that. My big injuries are all from wrestling. Of course it is. Of course it's yes. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> With all the stuff I've done from a kid growing up, like crazy, you know, rollerblading and car bikes and everything. I'm sure everything, you know, when I did break something or hurt something, it was like hanging by a thread by the time I got through my childhood and stunts and then to wrestling. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that it was just bound to happen. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so you, you do some wrestling training um, at that school you mentioned before, and I wanted to bring it to your first match. It's the 4th of October, 2002. You face... A lady by the name of Phoenix, but we all know her as Beth Phoenix. This is, from my research, this is your first match at NECW at the Good Time Emporium in Somerville, Massachusetts. Is that correct? And tell me a little bit about it. You know, it's such a long time ago. It's like such a blur. Like, all the, the indie stuff is really such a blur. And I feel like, you know, you know, those things just, like, came and went. Like, I don't really... I remember it, but it was like, kind of, unfortunately, it was like a minor thing. I don't even know what was I going by Trinity because I feel like I had like name issues in the beginning, like who had the names and, and you know, fudging around. Uh-uh. But I don't, that's like a very, I think that she was great to work. I remember one girl was a difficult to work, but she was great to work with. But it was just like a quick, you know, in and out. They didn't really give us like great times, but she was great to work with. And I do remember because then when we met again, you know, in WWE, it was like, oh my God, remember we worked together. But, you know, the, like I said, the Indies were a blur. I was just like traveling with my, that, my team and like getting on shows and not knowing, you know, what the heck was going on. Because <laughs> Indies are uh, a definite, uh, an experience, should I say. <laughs> I can imagine. And uh, from my research, you weren't known as Trinity yet. Your name was just Stephanie on that match, apparently. Star, I think I was trying, and yes, yeah. and there was a place where I couldn't use Trinity, and you know, I don't think until you get on TV, then you're Trinity. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Um, so <laughs> I also noticed during your indie days before you get to TNA, you have the chance to work with a legend of women's wrestling, Mercedes Martinez. Uh, I just needed to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about her? Yeah, she was the difficult one. That's what he said. She wasn't like uh, the, the nicer one of the bunch, unfortunately. Sorry to say, but you weren't. You know, you know when they're interviewing you, you probably didn't say nice stuff about me. I don't know. I don't know. When she gets asked, I never seen any of her interviews, like what how she felt about me. But she was um she didn't I don't know. She I think she was the one that was like trying to be like, oh, so you want to be a wrestler. Uh right show you the ropes and I'm like bring it because like really that was the least of my thing like worrying about uh you know laying it in and I I liked it more real too back then it's like you know I I'm not I'm not an actress I'm a stunt woman so I so it's like I'd rather get hit and like and then respond to it than respond to a fake one but yeah she laid it in she was I, I don't think she wanted to do some move but you know it's all good you know, I was again new, so I don't even know how those matches. Like when I'm like my worst critic when I watch those matches, I'm like, <laughs> right, yeah. But, but you know, we're wrestling, and we're really, you know, it's even though you know what it is, it's it's physical. That's what I'm gonna say. Wrestling is physical, and that's real. Absolutely, and you know, I'm sure she tried to test you, and and I don't know why she would because you're Italian, so this is. <laughs> The big mistake out of the gate there. Uh. <laughs> I was such, I'm such a baby face that it's like, you know, I'm, I loved the work. I love to wrestle. So it was like, I come in like so excited, like to get beat up and, and, and they had fun beating me up. <laughs> Brilliant. Truly so how did the opportunity to work for TNA come about? Well, we were working on indies and my, my, the group that I traveled with, the SATs, Chris Devine, 
Quiet Storm mm. and Red, they were all like great where, you know, showing me what indies to work on to like get noticed for either WWE and TNA. And I think uh, they were invited to Georgia. I forget what the promotion was, but uh, Bill Barron's and when uh, we did a, we did a match there, then we were invited to TNA to do a dark match. And, you know, I was really like alone for a while. I just wanted to wrestle. I like, you know, they were trying, they were, I think the SATs were already on the show are, are red and they were all trying to get on. I think they were trying to get Quiet Storm and, and Chris Devine on there. So when they did that um, match and we got invited to do a dark match, I was uh, Chris Devine and Quiet Storm's valet. And yeah. You- they didn't really want me there, but it was like, uh, we got invited as a group. You know, I think it just helps to have a valet, you know, a cool valet. <laughs> <laughs> Jump off the rope and do anything you needed to do. So when we got there, then TNA just wanted us. It was like, I was in, in heaven. I'm like, this is, I was in my glory. That's fantastic. Uh, when you first get there and you're, you're in the company, who are some of the people that you first got along with well backstage? Uh, Goldilocks <laughs> and believe it or not, Desire, awesome. And you know, all the announcers, oh my God, give me their name because I'm like, I get so excited uh, that I should start forgetting me sometimes. Uh, you mean uh, Mike Tanay and Don West or? Yes, uh... <laughs> they were the best. They were so awesome. Everybody was really very welcoming in the beginning. You know, you know you're know, you new, everyone was welcoming. I know there's some hazing, but everyone was welcoming and good because I'm very respectful, you know, I'm like, you know, people felt like, you know, I didn't do enough to pay my dues, but I did indies for, you know, the whole beginning. I worked for free. I gave them everything. You know, I wanted to be a wrestler. Once I commit to something, that's what I want to do. And I trained in a school and I trained, I trained every day almost because I went to school to the school two times a week. And then I bought my own wrestling ring and they would come to my house and train three days a week. And I drove them all around and we went to indies. So like I, I go all in. Like when I was coordinating that movie, I bought the ring. I went to the school. I paid the money. I paid the money, all the money up front. They kind of screwed me out of that, but it's all good. I feel like it is. It's the money I paid for that. Look where it got me. Like I trained there. I bought my ring. I went onto all the indies. I went to the dark match TNA, and then I signed with them, which got then eventually got me to WWE. So it's like all worth everything. Absolutely. Uh, I had to deal with because there's a lot of BS in there. (laughs) 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 I can imagine. Uh, 29th of January 2003, in my research, this is the debut match. You team with Kid Cash, defeating Desire and Sonny Siaki. And even as nerdy as I'm going to be, in six minutes and 18 seconds, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is your debut match. Uh, How did you feel, you know, for the first time performing, you know, on one of their weekly pay-per-views? Oh, amazing. Well, it was was a little bittersweet because my team got mad at me that, you know, we went there as a team and then they... You know, when you start working for a company, it's like they own you. They get to do what you want you. And I'm like, if they would have said you can't work with Trinity anymore, they would have did it in a heartbeat, you know? And they said, we want to put you with somebody else. And my, you know, my team was kind of mad at me, but I'm like, I, you know, I don't know if you, when you work for someone, you don't have a choice. You got to do what you're asked to do. And, you know, it was a great opportunity and, you know, I, I, they were going to work too. So it was all going to be good. I thought, and I was excited and Kid Cash was so nice in the beginning. Like we uh, meshed as a great team and to work with Desire and Sonny Siaki. Oh my God, it was was awesome. And we, 
I think we meshed as a great team and our storyline became, I think, epic, uh, epic in my eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. And uh, speaking of desire, I wanted to give her the opportunity on this show to have herself spoken about so people out there can learn a little bit about her. Tell me what it was like working with her. And do you have any fun stories of her as she obviously became a friend of yours? Oh my God. We, I feel like we had the greatest storyline, her and I. They built, you know, because we didn't really have a women's division. So it was really just like her and I in the beginning. And we were great friends in the locker room, which is funny because we were like against it. We had like the, the biggest heat between us. And I feel like it was such great heat. I mean, we were such great enemies, baby face and heel in the ring. And, but behind scenes, she was such a respectful, like one of the most respectful girls in the locker room. Like really her and Goldilocks were the really only two girls in the company that I, that, you know, respectful, awesome, great friends you know, stick together. And, you know, we're still, I still am great friends with Goldilocks this day. I still talk to Desire, um, love them both. And, but I loved work with her. I mean, we had some great matches. So they let us do such great things. The company, I love what they let her and I do. And, oh my God, we were like in the crowd, in the stands, in the <laughs> ring, the locker room. She would just beat me down. And then unfortunately um, she had that accident. And, but, it really turned out to, you know, work for her benefit. She got to come back and then it was like baby, our, our heel baby face turn. It, just like I said, they let us then come back and do a whole other storyline. And we went from Tennessee to Florida and just, we were just beating each other up the whole way through. And uh, my most favorite storyline. And then mine and Kid Cash is like, but, but great stories, great matches, great work. Great memories. That's great. Um, and, you know, like I, I was watching all of this at this time. I, I was, geez, 2003. I was 15 years old. Uh, <laughs> be still my 15-year-old's heart. Uh, I had fallen in love with Trinity. Uh, big fan. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, 26th of February, 2003, you wrestled ODB on Explosion. And I thought it was interesting to mention that then because 10 years later, there's a rematch and we will get to that later on. But uh, she seems like a lot of fun. It's so crazy how, right? Like I, there's like probably like five or eight names that I've run into in the beginning that it's such a blur, but then once you bring it up, I remember, and then we're all in the big light, like fighting each other. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, there was like Alexa Sari, ODB, Phoenix, you mentioned, um, probably others, but those uh, those stand out the most, yeah. I, it's funny, because we still talk, her and I, on, on Facebook, ODB. She's like all over the place now. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've, I've seen uh, her on her travels with her uh, food truck and all that. Um, so the 19th of March, 2003, I thought this was interesting to bring up because it's a three-way with Kid Cash and Amazing Red for the X Division title. You're still early in your wrestling career. How did you feel being thrown into the deep end with these two lads? Uh, well, I've trained with uh, Red. That was like one of the people I went to school with. Loved his wrestling style, emulated it a lot. And, you know, once working with Kid Cash, he was so helpful learning from him. 
uh, I loved both their styles. I loved wrestling with them. I loved learning from them. They were, and they were so great to work with me like that because that's like a big push. They were, they were so awesome to do all that stuff with me and, you know, wrestle me. So I, I was so excited. I mean, this is like the, the trail that I wanted to go because I'm like, I was a stunt woman. I wanted to, I wanted to just work. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to jump off the top of the ropes, the kit, everything. I wanted to do it. So working with them was giving, you know, TNA was giving me the push and the opportunity. They were giving me the push and opportunity. I was getting to be crazy. I loved it. I don't care. I just wanted to wrestle. I don't care if I had to take big falls, big hits, beat up, whatever. I wanted to do it. I love it. I love the passion. I love. I love it. It's. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, in June of that year, I. I thought this was hilarious. Considering your friendship, you. You turn heel by choking out Goldilocks backstage. I thought that's fantastic, and uh, something that you certainly. Um, must remind her of uh, as the years go by and you solidify the hill turn by align, aligning with the one and only Vince Russo. Well, that's what um, he was in my head. He was making me evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must've been great working with Vince because, you know, he's from New York as well. He's Italian. Uh, I'm sure you two got along very well. So great. I went, you know, when they come with you, come at you with these opportunities and he wants to, I'm like, I was so honored and excited that wow Vince wants to be you know work with me and I get to do stuff with him and learn off of these you know really it I I have to like pinch myself all the time because I'm like I I got to be in the room with all these legends and you know you're on the dance floor with them it's just amazing like I I, I still I get chills just thinking about it and I'm like really did that happen was I there and you know I wish I was there so much I wish I was still there sometimes and but the fact that like I think back and then when I get to do these great interviews and you guys are awesome and know the the stuff so much of bringing up, it's like, wow, you're reminding me. And I love it that I get to go down memory lane again with you guys. It's awesome. Me too. This is like the 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 best thing that's happened to me in a, in a long time. Uh, this podcast started because... Uh, well, there was nothing to do during the whole COVID lockdown here in Australia. So we will, we started this podcast and uh, I've had so many great conversations and this one is already off to a fantastic start. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Those podcasts are great and I'm not, I'm not so computer orientated and like locked into these things. So I'm, you know, I'm not really used to what you know, it's like, you know, hard time to lock me in. <laughs> and not because of any reason that I'm like, I don't know how to sit down by these computers. And I wish that I was better at that because yeah, that was something that people were doing. You know, I did have to do a couple of stunt ones on it. And I was always like, you know, I, this is a pain in the neck. I got to get on this Zoom and I got to get on my phone. But <laughs> I'm learning to like it much better. And look, you get to connect with awesome people. I cannot believe you're in, you're in Australia, literally. Yes, Perth, Western Australia. One of my favorite places that I have not visited yet. It's on my bucket list for sure. But well, you better do it and you better visit my city because I'll cook you a good old Aussie barbecue, mate. Now, where where are you exactly? Uh, so I'm in Perth. It's on the western side of Australia. It's the it's actually the most isolated city in the world. That, but I've heard of Perth, so that's cool. Like, yeah, Australia, amazing. It's so sad that like you know everything went to a halt with the uh, you know this pandemic with traveling. You know, so but we'll get back. We'll be there soon. Uh, and another, you, you mentioned her name before, Alexis Lurie, as many will know as the one and only Mickey James, the legend herself. Uh, you, you worked with her a bit. And I wanted to ask, were there 
ever any talks back then about a women's division, about bringing in a championship belt? Because it seemed like you're you're working with you know, Tracy Brooks, Angel Williams, aka Angelina Love, ODB, uh, Malia Hasaka, all these women in in TNA, and it, it feels like to me they're building you as their kind of like Alundra Blaze. You're like the woman of TNA. And it, it made me kind of think, why have they not put a championship on her? Are they building to that? Do you know anything about that? When when I was there, no, there was never any talks. But I think they, you know, they had so much thought, like they were moving and I, I don't even know, but never any talks. About it. And, you know, I loved what I was doing. I mean, I was getting to do so much cool stuff that I wasn't even thinking about it. And I did get to wrestle all the women that came through there. But yeah, I was always shocked that they didn't do that sooner. I mean, I, I don't, unfortunately I don't watch it now because I'm, I'm bummed when I'm not there. So I can't always watch it. I turn it on here and there, but never talks when I was there, but they were definitely giving me such a great push. It's unfortunate that like our, our relationship severed a little, like when I went to WWE, but um, they, I, I'm always so thankful. They gave me such a great push and they were making me their woman star, but they didn't, you know, never talk of a woman's division, which would have been great. While I was there, I even think now I'm like, how do you not bring me back as, you know, even if I like came back as the, you know, you could write anything. Like I just show up. I'm so pissed off and disgruntled that like, you know, everyone else is getting the, these stars and what the hell about me? I was like huge back then. And I still think I am and I'm conceited and I'm going to take you all down. I mean, there's so many storylines and so many ways they can go. And I, I, and I'm not even a writer. I'm like, how are they not? wanting to like write this stuff in. And then, you know, when I was there for, they brought me, they did bring me back for that woman's pay-per-view, but I'm like, they should have done something right there still. But I don't know, I think they're always having issues or have other things on the agenda that are more important, but it's still an exciting story and you never know. I mean, <laughs> it's like you, you say that and the wheels are spinning in my head. Imagine you rocked up and, and you're like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh three, oh four. I was there. I was the woman of TNA. You're all talking about a, a women's revolution. I was there. I started that shit, motherfucker. You could do that shit, you know. And then you, you go after women. You go after women there, the women that were the knockouts champion or whatever. And you'd be like, "Hey, I'm Italian. I'm a badass. I will kick your ass I, right I, now." I still think I got. It. I'm a stone woman. I'll kick all your asses. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> So many stories, like whether I win, get beat up, or I, I say, yeah, you didn't mean anything. You're not my cops. I'm going for the top. Like there's just so many ways. And again, like I said, I'm not even a writer. And but the creativity in my mind with this, just from watching it and being a part of it, there's so many ways. Yeah, but and even and even if they think, oh well, it's been so long, maybe the audience no, or you've got the footage. You've got the footage. You can you can air the footage and you can bring everyone up to speed. Exactly. They used to make the greatest video packages that I used to love, you know, when they opened up, you know, when Desire finally came back. Oh, my God. I used to look at those videos and be like, this is awesome. I would get I would get so excited and be, you know, like, oh, I want to see how this turns out. You know, I would get so excited. So there is so much you could do with videos and editing. And yeah. And even if some people don't remember, they would know once you got there. <laughs> That's it. And uh, another thing I wanted to bring up because I interviewed this lady about two weeks ago, September 13th, 2003, Trinity defeats April Hunter to win the vacant CSWF Women's Championship. Uh, 
history. It's all <laughs> April is uh, obviously another very talented uh, lady and and can do everything just like you. Did you two get along? Yeah, we had we had a lot of great matches and fun. I think leading up to that, yeah, we did a couple of mixed. Right, I think we even did like an amazing either a six or an eight person match. Yeah, I always had fun working her. She's she was great too. Yeah. Yeah. She, Cause I just felt like you two would have had a lot in common um, with the work. She was a good worker and she was like, you know, a lot of times, you know, I do a lot, a lot of the like high flying stuff and a lot of the women wrestlers couldn't, you know, brace stuff. So that's why I loved wrestling the guys because they could like mm. throw me around fly and catch me when I want to jump off of everything. So <laughs> I loved working with the guys. So when you got like a, a, a strong, good wrestler to work with that was fun like desire her they were really good they could always you know do all the high-flying stuff with me i loved and yeah. she did all and i could actually brace her because i'm strong believe it or not i know i'm little but don't be <laughs> deceived <laughs> and people say you're a wrestler are you small i'm like wow they, they, be, they better watch their mouth Exactly. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's one other thing I wanted to bring up here, the New York connection, uh, Glenn Gilberti, Johnny Swinger, and eventually at one point, uh, big Vito, Vito Lagrasso. Uh, I know he's only part of it for, I believe 10 episodes of uh, the TNA weekly pay-per-view, but you know, you're, you're essentially with Glenn and Johnny, who Johnny, as far as I'm concerned, is an unsung hero in the wrestling business. Yeah. But um, please tell me how fun it was being in a group with these guys. Oh, another great, another, see, there's, you know, for a short time that I was there, I really got to do some amazing things. Like I, when you're bringing them up, I'm like, oh my God, another great thing. They were <laughs> awesome. It's so awesome. I had so much fun. I'm, I was very, um, uh, very good friends with Johnny Swinger. Like, so we were, you know, he was a, an awesome, you know, guy and, you know, very good to the females, like, you know, straight up and just nice to us and respectful and awesome. And Glenn was just such a funny guy. And they were great to where they at. We came up with some great, you know, skits and we really <laughs> worked together as the New York Connection. I love that. I wish they took that further and longer. I thought it was like a great, you know, group and storyline another thing they could have went so many different ways with and um but again we had such fun matches oh my god another i got to do that stretcher match with them i got to do the pay-per-view with them we got to have such great um you know tag team matches a great great experience look at you just having fun with your i am your <laughs> sorry <laughs> jealous we should be like off the zoom in in australia <laughs> yeah sorry if i'm making you jealous with the red wow. wine and uh and uh me having a fun time here but it seems like you're having fun too even if you've only got water on you um <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah you're right i feel like the new york connection was a really fun group and uh i don't know the background of what was going on behind the scenes. I kind of feel like maybe this might've been one of the times where uh, Vince Russo might've left. Uh, and because that, what that makes me think why Vito might've left. Cause I know Vito and Vince have, have always been very good friends. And soon after that, I believe the group kind of splits up and uh, pretty much uh, I think Glenn leaves the company. And uh, I don't know if Johnny sticks around, but 
I just wanted to put that out there. I kind of feel like that's maybe why it cut off short because uh, Vince would have been, you know, big on this idea because he's Italian. You know, he's we from New York. Like we were a force to be reckoned with, man. We were solid. We would like strut around the park three of us. New York is in the house. <laughs> I feel like we could have conquered everybody, but that's probably why we were too tough and too strong. We were probably in trouble, so they had to like dismantle us. <laughs> the, whole, um, the, whole, the whole world. <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up because this was like a really important era in in TNA was when uh, they they had their first like one of their first big pay per views, which was Victory Road two thousand four. Um, and, you know, you had this open challenge and I watched it earlier tonight and I was like, man, like Trinity cut a hell of a promo there. She's shown she's got chops on the microphone. Obviously, we already know she's fantastic in the ring. She does that moonsault where she doesn't seem like you ever make a mistake with it. You never overshoot it. You always hit it fantastically. You wrestle Jack, Jackie Moore, who obviously Hall of Famer, legend, King probably kick my ass glenn's <laughs> ass johnny's ass all of us guys um real badass of a woman huge match for you in your career to be wrestling her on pay-per-view you get the win as well that's huge so again i feel like they are anointing you eventually it's got to become a point where you're the women's champion of tna doesn't happen but please tell me the opportunity of working with her Oh, another, yeah, when you bring, I, as soon as you mentioned Victory Road, yeah, things are just starting to like go bing, bing, bing in my head. That is so awesome. But yes, uh, to know I was going to wrestle her and, uh, and the match we were going to have. Oh, so again, in my, I'm like a kid at a candy store. You know, I was so new to this and green and I come in and I'm just getting all these amazing opportunities i am like so blessed and thankful to those like you know whether we like you know i got stupid at the end and sometimes you know i didn't do or say the right thing i was young you know but i'm so thankful to tna and and jeff jarrett and jerry jarrett and dixie and all the people that gave me vince russo everybody that got in the ring with me that helped me work them and put me over oh my god and her one of them that was such a great, fun match. I felt like on top of the world. Like, this was our pay-per-view. I'm training. I'm like, Victory Road, that's my address. <laughs> this is where I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the promo. Vince Russo was awesome. They were all awesome to me. Don West and Mike today, they used to put me, oh, my God. I could just listen to their announcement and be like, so excited. I, just listening to them put, you know, got me riled up. And, you know, I, like I said, I felt like I could take on the world. I was loving the 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 wrestling part is sometimes the politics in the background were another story but i'm like I, my inner child is powerful she stays uh, <laughs> in that bubble and just enjoys life to the fullest and every step in that ring i was enjoying and everybody i got to work with i i, I was so like i said i was like a kid in a candy store getting anything like go ahead have whatever you want and have fun and and i was and hopefully and hopefully that shows up the fans. And I do. I have some great fans to this day that still remember me. I can't even believe it. I'm, I'm so thankful for every moment of that part. <laughs> I'm one of them right here. Me, so right here. <laughs> I think sometimes like too, when you when like you ask the interview, like it's just so surreal sometimes that I, I just don't, you know, like I, you don't think of it when you're being asked, but then when you're on the podcast, it's like same thing. When you're talking about wrestling, you get in the ring. It does nothing 
like it. That's like right when I'm here, I feel like I'm in the ring right now, wrestling with you, talking with you. It's, it's so I thank you. I thank you for for keeping force pushing and wanting to interview and never giving up on me. Thank you. Because this of is course. Great. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really having a lot of fun. This is like, uh, it feels like we've already known each other for like 20 years. <laughs> um, so another interesting I wanted to bring up after the New York connection is, is no longer a group. You become the manager of Michael Shane, who many might know as the nephew of the one and only Shawn Michaels. Uh, you resume your feud with uh, Miss Tracy Brooks, uh, who became the manager of Chris Saban. Uh, at the inaugural Hard Justice pay-per-view, yourself and Michael uh, defeated by Tracy and Saban after um, uh, Brooks turned on Saban and Shane turned on you. Interesting stuff there. But um, I just want to know what it was like working with Michael Shane because that's a name that a lot of people don't hear anymore because he was quite talented, it seemed like after his TNA thing, he, he never continued on with the wrestling. Um, tell us a little bit about him. Well, that was a that was a funny story like, because um, it was all really, you know, it, I, I didn't feel as cohesive as all the other storylines and partners because it was that was it was such a thrown together last minute thing. And, you know, we I didn't understand why and how and the connection of it. So, you know, we tried to make the best of it, but it was like, isn't he with her? So I'm like, what's the motivation? What's going on? I guess that was my acting chops. So they're like, okay, I don't know how to be with this person because we had like no connection before that. After. I mean, I know all these people in the locker room and, we're, and everyone's awesome. And when you get a new opportunity to work with them, it's great. But when you don't, under, you know, I don't know if that came across as so like great. And it was so short lived. I mean, we did get to do that awesome cage thing. So, I mean, whatever happens to see always awesome things happen out of like, whatever, you just tell me what to do. I'll do it my best. And you know, and I'll, I'm having fun no matter what. So, but I, like I said, like that made more sense when they turned on us. So that was really cool because it was like, they really didn't let us know anything. I was like, just go out and do your thing. And I'm like, well, what, you know, what do we, how do you want to be? What do you want to do? And, who, I think that was good because it was sneaky that they were like turning on us and it was really not known exactly. Right. <laughs> so, it was so fun and exciting. I mean, obviously it wasn't like fully like secretive because, you know, we had to plan the moves, but it was like, where's this going? And then it was cool to say, but I think, right. Wasn't that the cage jump? Mm. That was part of that. Wasn't that when they turned? Yeah, or I think when- so. Yeah. So that was like the biggest moment of another bigger moment of my career. I don't know if you were leading into that, but this kind of, yeah. that you think of that right away when you talk about them. Cause that's what I remember with Tracy and Saban and Shane was I got to climb the 16 foot cage and backflip off it. And that was like a last minute. I wasn't even supposed to be at that pay-per-view. Like if you want to hear that story, I was <laughs> working on a movie. I was working on War of the Worlds, I think. And I did not want to miss the pay-per-view, but they didn't have me booked because like I was in New York and I'm like, I'm on my own dime. I flew back to uh, Florida to get there. And I like literally put on my, I like, I'm going to wear like what I'm going to wrestle. I wore that on the plane, exactly what I was wearing in the show there. I wore that on the plane because I'm like, I just got to get there and be ready. I got like a last minute flight. And when I got there, um, Dusty Rhodes, God rest his soul. He was like, you want to jump off the cage? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was re- just dressed and ready to go. There was like, I don't even think I had much, you know, with me at wrestling. I mean, I always have my wrestling stuff, but I always have stuff that looks like it. So I like got on the plane and just gave it a shot and they put me in and that was another big moment. It was awesome. Again, thank you, all of TNA and everybody. Absolutely. An incredible moment, that's for sure. And I wanted to kind of fast forward a little bit here because I, I'd never known what happened here and why you were no longer a part of TNA at some point. What happened there and why weren't you in the company anymore? Well, um, WWE was asking, you know, what's the deal, you know, can you, I, I had gone to, um, I think their pay-per-view, One Night Stand in, in New York. Right. And um, Paul Heyman was like, why don't you come like, uh, or, or something like that. I was talking to, um, and they, uh, uh, was it, who the heck was it? One of their agents, he's a big name, so I can't believe it's Tommy Dreamer? No, 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 no. Um, tall, thin guy, blonde hair. Uh, John Laurinaitis. Uh, yes, yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> What's his? Isn't he have like a wrestling name? I can't believe I, it's. A, I, I I hit my head a lot. Uh, jo- started- Johnny Ace. Uh, hey, hey, see that's what I was. Johnny. So, so he was like, hey, hey, uh, Trinity, uh, uh, would you like to uh, maybe come aboard? Yeah. Johnny Swing was doing the show. He's like, "Why don't you come down? I live there." So they're like, "Well, you know, you come to the Hammerstein. We'll let you in. We'll hang, come hang out." And um, I think that um, Mickey Mick Foley was there, and he lives yeah. in Long Island. So you know, and he's a really good friend with a stunt coordinator that I'm really good friends with that got me into stunt work, and they know each other and work together. So you know, we met, and he was talking to Johnny. He's like, "You know, you really should come to the, you know, WWE." And I think I sold my contract and they weren't like very happy I was leaving and they wanted me to stay. And I really did want to stay, but how could you pass up? You know, every one of them have done it. Like, you know, Jeff, they all did it. And I think they were like mad at me, but I'm like, I didn't even know about team I got in the business. I was like, all I knew was WWE and I wanted to go there. So it it was such, it was so bittersweet because every, it was like, in, in such a crossroads, my, like a great moment I was with TNA, but I have a shot if I can't, you know, and, you know, I, don't, I didn't know enough to, like how to do this and what to do. And, you know, you just want to do it. And I wanted to do it. And, you know, I think then eventually my contract, they kept me there because they didn't release me in my contract. They kept me there, but then they were mad and that I was going and and it was so upsetting because they were all, they were like enticing me with uh, action figures. And I, of course I wanted an action figure. You know, like WWE will have action figures. And, I'm like, and when I got there, they made one of me too. And it, that never came out. So WWE made an action figure, it didn't come out, but it was, it's like me. TNA made an action figure that is like in the, um, my friend works for the company that it's there and called me up. It's like, your action figure is like over here. I'm like, I sent my manager to like, can he buy the rights or can he buy it? I want, I'm buying it. Nobody yeah. wants to bring it back to me. I'm like, Matt, come on. <laughs> so uh, so I, I, unfortunately I made the decision to leave. I mean, I can't say it's unfortunate cause like it's WWE. They didn't really use me to like, like the way TNA let me do things. So it was unfortunate that I was there in my dream place, not getting to do anything that I really wanted to do. Mm a place that like you know so it was so bittersweet because it was such a kind of like a mind fuck in the business because you know you're just trying to like have this great fun that i wanted to do and experience all this stuff and 
you know, go somewhere. That's like, that's, that's the Mecca of it. You have of to course. try it. And they all do. They all did. Age. Everybody did. Everybody wanted to go. Everyone wanted to try it. Everybody yeah. had to go back and forth. They're all switching. Like, why was it such a problem that, you know, that I did it? But I think it was just the timing of it because, you know, and then it was funny because the TNA did ask me to come back on and I was getting married. I was like my mar my wedding day. You know, like I can't come. Damn it! I was thinking of it. Too. Like, unfortunately, I got divorced, so like I should have just did it because it was. <laughs> anyway, but they called me and I'm like, and I didn't tell them why because I'm like, I, I you know I don't just call me again like in a month from now or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think somebody said, why didn't you tell us you were getting married? I'm like, because <laughs> and all this stuff in my brain, like, should I go? I can postpone this. <laughs> well, that person, you know, again, all these things that come ahead. And I'm like, a lot of, I'm like an adult, but like I said, my inner child's very strong. My kid in me wants to just like, maybe doesn't always make the right decisions. And like my kid and adults are fighting. And so I don't know. I don't know if I burned a bridge with them, but like, I always try to say, and you know, let them know that I'm so grateful and thankful for everything they did for me. And, you know, always apologetic if I did anything wrong and, you know, me bad blood, but what a career. It's a world. This is a, that business is a very mind, you know, boggling business, you know, and, and, you know, that's why a lot of the people, you know, what happens with them and what's going on, you know, and I'm like, I think like, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I was like the ideal employee, but I don't, you know, always on time, always respectful, always just like, you You think you'd want to work with me, but I think that you just, maybe you just have to do that and be that to be there because it's, it's <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about you uh, being brought into the uh, WWE and I didn't realize that your exit with TNA coincided with you yeah. being a part of WWE. So now I know, now I have that information and uh, I'm, I'm, Chuffed, I'm chuffed. Uh, you're going to be put with the FBI, Tony Mamaluke and Little Guido. Um, perfect fit for you, obviously. Um, when you found out you were going to be a part of the FBI, uh, you must have been excited by that. And please, can you tell me a little bit about the idea behind the caution tape? <laughs> I will. There's a great story about that. So of course I'm excited again. Like whatever you want to do with me, this guy, like I felt like you could do anything with me. You could put me anywhere. I will work anywhere. I mean, like I'm like a chameleon, really. I mean, I could be like total tomboy, the Italian. You want to put me in a dress, whatever. I'm like, I'll make it work and I'm gonna get in the ring and give it all I got, you know. So you have all that to work with. So when they put me there, I'm like, this is great. And it could have went again so many different ways. Like I could have been. But they really never even really established that, which was upsetting because I'm like, I love this. We're trying to make it work. We're like, you know, make it happen. But there was no, I don't know, maybe we were supposed to make a storyline out of it because I'm like, I could have been your, his girlfriend, his sister, and, you know, people are flirting with me and he's pissed at, you know, people are messing with his sister. He wants to fight everybody or like, and you know, again, I don't know enough. Like I was so green in that, that I didn't know enough to like, you know, push more, do more, say more, whatever, or whatever, you know, like I, I didn't want to make mistakes, you know, it's a vet, like, it is like going into a business with no contract or rule book or like, like literally you walk in and 
uh, you know, I, I, I had a lot on my mind too because the women were hazing me. Oh my God, it was terrible. Really? I was getting in the beginning. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not as welcoming as TNA. Like TNA, I think everybody was just trying to be there and fit in and make it work and make a company where WWE is much more established. But you would also think that's like a billion dollar injury, so professional. Like I also come from stunt work. You know, I'm not, I'm not a like a kid. I'm not a 20 year old. And I'm coming from such a professional business that I walk in thinking this is such a professional business. And I felt like you were so left in the dark, like right. you had to be and, you know, and I'm like, I'm very professional. I feel like I would know how to be. And I did walk in thinking I know how to be, but they teach you very differently. <laughs> right. What, what, what will they do to haze you? What, what, well, what you know, you were, I, I was hired to work there and I would go into the women's locker room and they would like throw my stuff out of the locker room. Really? <laughs> yeah. Or you can't be in that corner. I'm like, am I in high school? Oh, oh my God. gosh. That's so annoying. And I was very respectful. I walked in because when I went to like, I had, I think I went to OVW first and you know, there you're in a little room, like the size of this. I'm like, oh my God, this is WWE. <laughs> you're literally, we're literally wrestling in this place and you know, it was less than TNA. Like we were like girls had a little room. So you walk in and I'm like, I left my stuff in the middle. Cause I'm like, obviously these girls will have been here longer than me. They're picking their spot. So I felt like I waited for everybody to pick their spot. And I kind of then got my spot. I got like yelled at by three girls. Like get out. That's my spot. Like, okay, we're in a square little, literally closet. Like I, where do you want me to go? I'm like, <laughs> and so, all right. But that's like little, they're not, you know, we're not really at WWE yet. So then when I got to the I'm like, it's like giant locker rooms, like giant. And you go in and they're like throwing my stuff out. Like, oh, you're not really here yet. You don't just get to walk in. And the hair and makeup people were rude to me the whole beginning. Like they wouldn't do oh. my hair. They wouldn't, literally wouldn't do my hair and makeup. And I had to go to photo shoots and I'd get to the photo shoot. And the guy was like, I would do my own hair and makeup. And then he would be like, oh, are you going to get your hair and makeup done? And I'd be like, <laughs> the professionals won't do it. I'm like, so I'm just trying to make it like, oh my God, it was horrible. I'm like, I think like I cried the whole first week I was there. Like, not really, but I would go to my mom, like, really? I, I should just body slam somebody. <laughs> but I can't because they're all wrestlers too. Yeah, that's so, like I like, Yeah, I, it was like shocking to go into that like that. But, I, you know, again, I don't care. I, I made it work, whatever. But disappointing, shocking. And then like, all right. Now you're like, I, like I said, I never, I just liked stepping in the ring. Like once you pass the curtain, all that melted away and I didn't care. I'm like, you're in heaven, you know? So that 10, 15, 20 minutes would have to like, you know, erase the two, four hours in the back with everybody. <laughs> some, you know, yeah, you always have like some people are nice, but I feel like WW is like very, um, you know, everybody just like had the knife behind their back and, you know, being your friend. Like, I think everybody was worried about it. You know, everybody was mm. like, felt like no one was comfortable there. You know, even the ones that were there, because obviously they should have been welcoming and not worried. You know, where I'm coming from stump is, is that, you know, we're all family, take care of each other. Your lives are, you know, same thing kind of with wrestling. Your lives are on the line. You, you are protecting each other. You could all get hurt in this, both industries. So you would think that, you know, but maybe maybe it's just me. I don't know. They're tight, I guess. But I loved it anyway, regardless. It's, it's not you. Saying. Trust me. It's not you. It's them. Okay. <laughs> I I know that you're wonderful and that's all there is to it. Okay. Um, 
made it work because I was there for a, a while enough that it finally, like, like I said, they were hazy because then eventually the hair maker be like, "You want us to do your hair?" And I'm like, oh, I'm not right. and "Then they let me in the locker room, and it was nice." So, but I'm I was just shocked at that point. It was funny, right? Like, right. That in my life. I'm surprised that the uh, hair and makeup people were also in on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to bring it back to um, <clears throat> the caution tape. Uh, you said there was a story behind that. Well, it was funny because I had the, the caution tape was way before WWE. I like I done a photo shoot even before TNA where oh, my okay. was like, yeah, I, but I was doing it to get into the rest of this. I think it was like when I was on the Indies, I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to do a photo shoot. I'm going to make, you know, outfits and gimmicks. And my girlfriend was like caution tape and there was chains in the studio we were shooting. And she's like, you should put it across here. And so I had pictures way before you know, TNA doing that, like right before TNA getting in. So how come I brought it back? This is a funny story this. How come I brought it back as WWE is when they wanted me to go into those bathing suit contests. Right. To be honest, I'm like, I was going up against Kelly Kelly. And I'm like, she's a Barbie doll, a 19-year-old Barbie doll. I'm like, there's no way I'm putting on a bikini G-string and competing against the Barbie doll. So I'm like, I have to do something like, wow fact i have to do something that i feel comfortable in and i can go out there and like and it's fun and wild and i'm like i'm putting my fishnets my booty shorts and my boots on and i'm putting the caution tape on and i'm <laughs> and you know she was younger she didn't really you know she's hot but she's still very awkward with herself i'm like i know how to dance i know how to move i'm like i'm gonna do my little uh ah with the caution tape and that's that's <laughs> what i'm like I could do that. I feel comfortable with that. And then that was bored and a lot. And it's funny. I'm like, I'd have to go and buy 15 bathing suits. I like the the, the, the construction guys had rolls of question. Like, I need some question tape. Can I borrow that? <laughs> and then there was like danger tape. There was like, I started finding tape all over the place. There was like, oh, on Halloween, we did a show. There was like a Halloween caution tape. I ha I still, I have so much of it saved. It's so funny. I <laughs> And then I used to like give it away, like throw it into the crap, which is funny. I used to make them think that I was like ripping it off. Sorry, I'm giving away a bad secret. I used to pretend and once I got my robe off, I was ripping it off and giving it to them, but I had like one rolled up in my boot. I think that's because I couldn't get them off. It was so like sweat and stuck to me. <laughs> that's fantastic. Stuck on by pure gravity and sweat. And a knot, a really good knot. <laughs> Um, I, I just randomly thought of this, but um, did you get along with Francine all right? Uh, in the beginning, yes. But I think like, you know, it's just so funny when people are in something longer than you, they just don't like, that's how I had most of my, um, my grief through wrestling. Like every, you know, everybody was in it longer than me. So when, when I come along and you're, you know, like TNA, that's why we never got, we, we skipped right over the Lex Lurie, but good thing, because it's not a good story. But she was in it longer than me, so she didn't like that I was getting pushed. That's why Marce I think Mercedes was a little hard on me, because, you know, they're, they're in it longer, and I was getting a push, I guess, which, not my fault. That's a couple. It's just like when the girls that win the you know, the the WWE contest and came, like Ashley, you know, she yeah. just can't win. It's not their fault. It's like, they give us this push. We come in, you know, and we want to work hard. You know, like I trained and wrestled hard. Maybe I don't, I didn't have like sleeping on my floor or in a car, like for two years. I'm sorry. That's just like not my life, but 
I, I feel like I paid my dues in a different way. And these women, just people didn't feel that way. So Francine, we got along, all of us, all the, when we were shoved together as ECW, we all got along great, traveled together. But like one little thing, nothing. It was just like questioning something and, you know, and then no one traveled anymore. And it's like, we're all separate. And, but we, we still got to wrestle and we did things and it works. It's just, you know, it's putting, you know, come on, think about it. Putting a lot of girls together at once is not, something's always going to happen. <laughs> I understand. Um, and uh, one thing I wanted to bring up was uh, June 24th, 2006, there's an ECW house show. You injure yourself uh, on a moon. So I guess to the outside, I, I would, I would assume uh, what oh. happened. My worst memory in wrestling. That's my worst memory. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's life. And it's just so unfortunate because I do that flip like, like in my sleep, you know? And I think that, you know, I was getting like mixed things in my head from like, don't do it from people. Like, why are you going to do that? It's a house show. It's on TV. And I'm like, but I'm like, I don't care. I want to do it. And then, you know, it's like, okay, it's going to be a bike. It's going to guess her and you, you should do your thing. Cause it's in that famous arena. And um, it was just so much like hype. And I, I still don't think that's what did it. I think that it really just came down to that. I, I mean, I just was stupid. I like was barefoot and I wow. didn't, yeah, I took my boots off and I didn't have any padding on. No, again, no big deal. I've done it. Um, I was not worried about that. I just got like a uh, bad footing on the rope and I pushed off. I was on a, like a, an angle and I just missed the, and I wasn't landing on anybody. She was like, she gets out of the way and I'm landing on the pad, which again, I felt secure, like enough to do it. But I think that when I, like I pushed off crooked, I thought I was going to hit the guardrail. So like I moved and- oh. I just, it was just unfortunate. I missed the pad and I think I like hit the pad, but then the concrete, I shattered my, my kneecap. Shit. It was, that, that does suck. That was actually one of the worst injuries. I was like, pencil, I was, I don't, where was I again? Phil? I was somewhere, not in New York. I wasn't by my house. I was Must by have been the ECW arena. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was that Philly or? Where yeah. Philadelphia. That? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't with anyone I know. They took good care of me, but like I, I never like to admit that I'm hurt. So they didn't really know the extent of it, and like I didn't get cru- I didn't get crutches. Then they finally fat crutches. I drove myself. I, I was, you know, I didn't really know again the protocol, and I just like didn't want to make waves or nothing. So I was like, I felt I was like a lord, and it was just a dreadful injury. But then they they took care of me. I went to Alabama, got my surgery, but dreadful because it was like right in the middle of like the start of stuff, and it yeah. kind of puts damper on the wwe thing you know so maybe it really wasn't wwe didn't use me it was like that happened but i like rehabbed so quick no not did i rehab quick from that no I, that was you know i tore my acl at tna right you, you skipped over that i had tore my acl at uh, tna and in 2005 and then seven was the kneecap that was a little longer but i i i fixed it as quick as possible and i was like i want to work i want to work i want to work and I think I did get did I no who, didn't I wrestle jazz on a you did you, you wrestled jazz on some ECW house shows on October seventh and eighth of two thousand six that was my dream to wrestle her she was awesome she was so nice and you know we both had like I was just coming out of injury she hasn't been in the ring a while so it was like she was so wonderful because she was like you know let's you know let's have a great match but you know we're like both a little rusty so let's be good to each other and but she that was like my dream from 
when I got into TNA, I'm like, I wanted to wrestle her. Like I used wow. to see her like, oh my God, she's awesome. I mean, of course I wanted to wrestle everybody. Lita, China, almost was there with TNA. And then that fell through. You know, we were supposed to have a match. Really? Like, yeah, we were supposed to have a match in TNA, China and me. And like, she was there in the, in the works talking and something like, I don't know what happened. I don't think she wanted to lose to me. I don't know really oh, what Damn, that would have been cool. <laughs> so far, I was like, that was going to be, that was another amazing thing. I want, you know. I would have loved to. Trish was gone before I got there, and Lita was just get like leaving. Right, really? Yeah. Okay, because I wanted to bring that up because it's like moonsault versus moonsault. At this stage, 2006, I'm 19 years old. I've been a fan of yours now for mm, is that five years? No, four years. Uh, so I find out that you're going to be in WWE's ECW, and I'm like, okay, well, she's in the company. There's going to be a point where she and Lita are yes. going to surely have a match. It makes so much sense. But, of course, WWE, their, their thought process is, well, whatever you did before here doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So th to them, that's not a dream match to them. But to me, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see that match between you two because... You know what? It's sad that people told me, like, WWE just wants to take you from TNA you know, to take away their like star and where they're going and bench you. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what everyone's telling me. How, like, that's what they want to do. They just want to like get, take out all their good people and then, you know, kind of like crush them and, you know, make it like forget so that they don't get, succeed, which I'm like, I don't really believe because everybody was going back and forth. So I'm like, it sounded like kind of, all right, maybe, but but yes, I, I, and you know, it's so funny, this story with leaders. Cause like, that's who my friends were watching back then. And I think I was dating some guy and he used to like love her and mark out to her. And I'd be like, I can do that. And I think that's exactly what, like I broke up when I went to <laughs> train and literally like two months, I was low or four months, I was on TV and he's like, he called me up and he's like, I can't believe you're wrestling on TV. He's like, I think that I should take credit for that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Lita. I'm like, I could do that. I could do what she does. <laughs> but I think like, like, I think that's when I started watching wrestling. Because like I said, I didn't really watch a lot of wrestling when I was younger. And when I would start watching it and they were becoming very like athletic and physical and doing all the flips off the rope, I was very intrigued at that. I'm like, ooh, that looks like fun. I could do that. I want to do that. And that's when, you know, I started considering, thinking about it and getting into right. it. <laughs> and I think my school right away, I'm like, I want to jump off the ropes and do everything. Teach me those but oh, the, another interesting story, because you won't even know about this. So um, the video games, Johnny Swinger and Kid Cash were working on one of the video games with a stunt coordinator that I work with. So I wasn't even anywhere near the business, stunt, the wrestling business yet. And I had gone to um, the video game with the stunt coordinator. And I'm like, oh, I love wrestling. So he invited me to go there and I met them too. Didn't even know, you know, like this is, isn't it funny how full circle that I winded up meeting and working with both of them. And I met them like <laughs> before I even knew I wanted to go into wrestling. I went to one of the video games and I was doing all the more, like they were showing me all those moves. I'm like, I didn't even know how to do them yet. And they would show me once and I would do it. And I, I laughed because I'm like, oh my God, I met Johnny Swinger and Kid Cash. And I worked with, met them, now in the rest of business and worked with both of them. And they were like two people I met before all of it. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> it's correct I met them. But, yeah, I that should have been a match. There should be so many matches. There should have been like, and all the TNA, when I watched them, I should have wrestled uh, Gail Kim and Khan. Yeah. 
You should have been there. You should have been there. It's such a shame. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know what? There's something else that, that takes place. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this happened. I'm not sure if I dreamt it or if it actually happened. I'm pretty sure it happened. But Balls Mahoney was like, uh, he was the, uh, he was uh, doing a bit of extreme strip poker. And he was, this, this happened, right? It did happen. Uh, and <laughs> like, it really happened. <laughs> it did happen, right? Because I'm like, wait a minute. You know, Balls Mahoney had the little hat on and he was dealing the cards and there was extreme strip poker. And I'm sure this garnered quite a lot of ratings. Uh, I, I, this is, I found this to be hilarious, uh, this whole thing, because I think within the show, little segments here and there would pop up. Um, tell me a little bit about that and how fun that was to shoot. Oh yeah, it was fun. I mean, like when I went to wrestle though, I really just wanted to wrestle. And even at TNA, like in the beginning, I was nervous. I'm like, I hope they don't want me to do like be naked and do stupid stuff. Like I wasn't like, I literally, like if you saw the, like you said, you're a fan, but you were younger. But if you saw like the, the progression of me, I had like long pants and you know, I was very covered <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Obviously I got comfortable and I worked, <laughs> I worked through my insecurities, but I was very covered and I wanted to be taken serious. And I wanted to wrestle. I always had like lawn pants and my shirt or like my sports top and my look like a superhero. And I didn't, you know, and TNA respected that they were so respectful. They like did never ask me to do anything that I was uncomfortable with or I didn't want to do. And and it all just happened naturally because I think I had so many wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> I literally had two major malfunctions. But again, they were so the cameras went off. Every, they were like so respectful of me. I, I always appreciate it. And yet that's why like I got, you know, I always had awesome clothing. And I think I got like is sexier and sexier with my outfits as you know time progressed because I'm like I'll gi I'll give it up because they never made me or asked me or pressured me or made me feel uncomfortable and I I always loved that you know I got to do what I wanted how I wanted when I wanted and get you know comfortable coming up and then WWE was funny you just felt like you had to you know keep up with the Joneses and you had to be like you know, I think that's why I did the caution tape too, because I'm like, oh my God, I, you know, and you, you knew you had to do laundry matches like that in my mind mm. when I got there, there's going to be those laundry, laundry battle royales. So I'm like, yeah, but then funny in the middle of working there, they were like, t they made us all like cover up. They were like, no, you know, they had to okay our outfits and we weren't allowed to wear a lot of stuff. They, they got rid of the course. They wouldn't let me wear that anymore. So they were really then trying to clean up, you know, because I think everybody was always trying to outdo each other. They were just getting, it was getting crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> for the fans and the guys. But <laughs> I think that they were like, all right, we got to stop. We got to put a little hold on this. But, and then it still came, you know, it still peaked out. But th they did. They made us change our wardrobes uh, drastically. But that's funny. So the, the, po the poker thing was like fun and, you know, but. You know me. I wanted to wrestle. Like so, that of was course. like a it was it was, that, it was definitely fun. I, I'm actually an awesome poker player, but we weren't really playing. But I, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna play because I love poker. I'm very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you if you've known Glenn Gilberti through your time in life, surely you would be good at poker at some point. I know he's a big fan. I never get to play with him, but we get a lot of tournaments here. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one of my favorite because okay, it is real. There is a quote from you during the extreme strip poker, which I think, and I, I apologize for my bad 
New York Italian American accent here, but um, I'm pretty sure you said, you know who I think is hot? John Cena. Did I? Because <laughs> all the girls were talking about who they thought was hot. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been written in the script. <laughs> Had to be, right? Surely. Had to be. I don't think I really see me ever saying that ever. That, uh, <laughs> so it came out as long as it is a big as hot. That's funny. You know what's so funny about John Cena? I'm working there a while and um uh so he sent his guy over like to kind of say, Oh, you want to come to the show and see me and like give me tickets and, and I'm like, uh, you know I work here. <laughs> so he, <laughs> really? Up in the back, and he sent his guy over to like tell him I work here. And oh then, my uh, god, that is hilarious! Yeah, <laughs> he was hitting on me, but not as a wrestler. <laughs> it's fantastic. That is funny. I have some funny, good, funny stories. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that's really I was coming up my head, and I forgot it though. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so just towards the tail end of your time uh, in, in WWE or WWE CW, as a lot of people like to call it, you do team with Kelly Kelly in a couple of uh, matchups. And I know you'd mentioned her before how she was 19. I mean, that's crazy to me. She's 19. I mean, I was 19 at this. Actually, you know what? That's funny. I, I remember Kelly Kelly was born on the same day of the same year that she's got the same d- date of birth as me. So I was 19 watching her. She was 19 on television. Wow. <laughs> I go. forgot about that. <laughs> but uh, what was it like? Uh, you know, she, she wasn't very uh, experienced wrestling in the ring, but uh, how, how was it teaming with her? Oh yeah. She was so sweet. And I didn't mind it. And it, it you know, what's funny. Like this was cool because like Vince came up to me. He's like, you know, help her work. But it was funny because I'm like, I would ask him. He was great. I loved him. And you know, no one ever really asks. Well, sometimes people ask how like it is to work with him. But he, but I did ask because now I'm there. Well, and I did ask him. I'm like, uh, I forget exactly what I said, but I'm like, um, something along the lines with that. And he goes, because if if I if I put you over, then she like you'll just drown her. And they were trying to put her over. So right, so like. How come I can't do this? And I was like, oh, because you'll just like bury her, you know. So it was a compliment, but it was like, but we're putting her overnight. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I did understand that, but but then I was like, okay, that sucks for me. But yeah, but he was did explain things, and he was great to work with. You know, when I did work, I'm always respectful and nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. So what led to you leaving the, the? Oh, that was so. You know what I they just let me go it was, it was so i remember the call i was so sad and it was like the like the, the knife in the heart i was like dry lordinitis was like uh yeah we'll you know we'll release your contracts like we, we i'm like why and he's like we just don't have anything i'm like what like that's like the lamest excuse that's ever the in the whole job world. that's their job is to have something <laughs> and what you don't have anything i'm like i could literally work i came i actually did then start speaking up like I went to Dusty you know Dusty because we worked together and I'm like I came up with like great valet they didn't want me to work with they came up with this uh it was um Orlando the, Orlando the Jordan Jordan yeah I could. and they had this gimmick they asked because they asked me like you know would I mind you know teaming up and like 
it was a weird uh, trio that they had us in. It was like he was, you know, goes both ways and he had a girl and a guy and I'm like, they were like, ask me if I would do that. And, you know, I'm thinking at this point, it's like, this is a job. I'm like, you know, I'm, a, you know, this is what you do. It's not real, you know, so just do and do the best you can. But so I was like getting all set up. He's like, you guys are going to be like rocked out and gowns and like, like the nines and jewelry. So I'm like, oh, I got to get some dresses and some jewelry. And I was all ready for it. And then it just never, I think that he got released or something or something. Happened. Yeah. Well, like, I'm not going to, I'm going to not going to be Mr. Controversy here, but uh, there's, there's something about Orlando Jordan. That's not quite right. And I think that's I, mean, I was very oblivious of everything. I'm just like, whatever you ask me to do, I'm at work. But yeah, so that, so, I mean, I was kind of glad it's not exactly the way I wanted to go in the company, but you know, at least they were put, you know, find something like what, like, how can you not find something for me to do? I'm like, I could have been, I came up with like, there was this cover of one of the magazines, like Vogue, and it was like two Dobermans with these like collars with like chains and this hot chick holding them. And again, it was like Kid Cash was like, why don't you ask to be like valet him and, you know, they were the Pitbulls? Uh, him and uh, I think Jamie Noble. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, how cool. And th this magazine cover was just like, like, you know, they have the collars on. I'm like, could you imagine like I'm walking out with them on chains, collars, like it's stilettos and like just something. It would have been cool. I could get involved. Definitely. Like that. I, I was I was actually coming up and giving and I was actually opening my mouth and going and trying to give these ideas. I'm like, there's so much that you can do. You know, even against, you know, they, they the those other was that now am I confused with TNA with WWE that girl Cherry was she was that TNA uh, Cher Cher Cherry was in WWE yeah WWE, right because she had that gimmick going I'm like I'm like there's so you know I'm like oh, you might be just... thinking of uh, Linda Miles uh she was with the Bashams and she was kind of like uh she was dressed in leather and she had a kind of whip and it was kind of BDSM type thing is that what you're thinking of um well no the girl on the roller skates oh the thinking... roller skates okay <laughs> but I, I don't remember that game but you know what's funny is i'm like i can that i'm like i know how to do whips i'm like with the core i had such a great idea with the whole caution tape with my gimmick with wrestling with people and being like you know caution and i lay down caution tape do my flip and then the magazine thing i like you know I, I i come up with like whole storylines in my head when i'm like i think of ideas so it was just so unfortunate that that's what he told me and let me go, like, we have nothing for you. Oh, and when I found out, I was fuming. I was fuming because my hopes were up as a fan of yours. My hopes were up to see you wrestle, have all these dream matches with all these, you know, ladies that were on TV. It was, it, was it was like such a crushing blow because I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, and you know what, when I was there, it's so funny too because like Kurt Angle, like I when we would train in the ring, like, Literally one time I was wrestling in the ring and training and everybody just started like coming over and like Kurt Angle was like, oh my God, and a big show. And and Ray Mysterio came up to me. He's like, oh my God, you're like, you're awesome. I was, I wanted to meet you. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you're, wow. I like emulate you. I'm like, all oh, that stuff I do. Like I use your 619 to call it the 516. I'm like, I literally watch you and you're coming up to me. And um, like, when I actually would get a chance to get in the ring and wrestle, like people like compliment. So I'm like, how can I be going anywhere? I'm like, who did I piss off? <laughs> like, make yeah. mad. That was shit you had to worry about. And I heard that I did. Like, I heard all these like rumors after I left, like that 
I got let go because I beat up a girl. Like I punched some girl. I'm like, oh my God, like never happened. Like never. I was like, wouldn't touch. I was like so respectful. Like I, sh- I feel like I should have spoke up more because people were being disrespectful. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to meet. I don't want to get in trouble in the police. Or, and I'm like, mm. oh, I got let go anyway. I should have, I should have punched <laughs> exactly at least you would have got that because there was like little issues like queen charmel was like the head of our locker room kind of and there was one time she like called me up she's like we have to have a talk i'm like oh my god what did i do and i i I never got to go have that talk with her i was like oh so i'm like maybe that was the reason so i i like have no idea i have no idea the politics like i said when you went there you were like so in the dark, you were like walking around on eggshells wondering like what to do all the time. And I'm like, I don't know if that's with everyone or I'm just, you know, I was so new, but that was the unfortunate thing. I feel like I wish it was more of a professional company that like let you know what like to do. So. I understand. Um, yeah. They just wanted you to come in there and do your thing and see where you went and how you went. So I, that's why I was always on the fence. It's like, should have I been like such like more of who I wanted to be? And then, you know, maybe like that, you know, pushed more and been open and verbal and loud and that's like become a character you know be the character you had to make your own characters absolutely um and i wanted to bring it to 2013 it's a little while after this time period in wwe but you do wrestle on that tna all women's pay-per-view against udb from my research this is the final match you've had at this point please tell me if it's incorrect but uh how did how did this come about and, and how did you feel about it? I was very honored to be asked. I mean, it's like all women's pay-per-view. It's awesome. I'm like, come on, you should think. And they, I feel, you know, they're still doing some things like that. And I get upset when I don't get like considered because I'm like, wow, you like you're you're forgotten. It's kind of bum a, a bummer. But that was awesome. I was so glad to be asked that. It, it, again, bittersweet though, because like you come back and you're like, this is gonna be like you get to show, but you don't really get to show. And like, what's it going to be? You know, like, is it worth coming back if you're just going to get like jobbed out and like forgotten or, you know, like what, you know, so like I wanted to, but I was on the fence for a long time and I'm like, I'm just going to go do it. I want to get in the ring. I want to like feel that feeling again. But, you know, it was, it was like a gimmick match and jobbed out. It was, it was cool, but it was cool to be there. It was a, a, like I said, bittersweet. It was a weird environment, you know, like that used to be my locker room. And it's such, it was like a whole new world, you know, and there was so, it was so much bigger than, you know, our little tight knit group. Like there was so much going on. It was like, uh, you know, so it was a lot of, you know, there was so many people there and different. And I think they were, that was going to be like one of their last times there. So they were like in a whole movie because then I was talking to people about like, who, oh, Dudley. The Dudley boys asked me if I would come and do a gimmick and be kind of like, oh, this, I thought this was great too. Like this went nowhere. They asked me, you know, like the woman on, um, uh, from Married with Children. Oh, Peg. Peg, Peg Bundy. She did that, uh, the, what show was she in with? The oh, Biker. you're talking about Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. So he was like, do you want to be that kind of character with our group? And I'm like, oh my God, hell yeah. Oh, that that would have been really cool. Right. So fitting to be that like character. And, and again, didn't come to fruition. But it was like once I got over the, you know, and I started seeing all the people I knew and talking and and they brought that up like another gimmick. It's so like, yes, you guys thinking. 
Yeah, you could have been a part of that group, the Aces and Eights. That's what they were. Yeah, called. I guess that's what it was. I really didn't know because, like, I wasn't super watching things. But no, fair enough. I wasn't yeah. watching at that point either. But yeah, um, you could see that. I'm like, hell yeah, I fit her that character so well. Like, absolutely. So, um, it was like great to be there. A little bit. Of, like, I don't even think I did my moonsault. I don't even think I did that at the end. Like, they cut the match, and it was like, all right. Yeah, so again, good to be there, good to be back. But, you know, it was like, it wasn't Trinity, really. I didn't feel like I got to be Trinity, so. But, Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I wanted to ask this before. We're getting right to the end here, Trinity. Um, but I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the women's revolution, uh, as they call it, uh, what's going on today, how, you know, women are being portrayed much more... Um, prominently on television and being given way more opportunities and they had the women's royal rumble match they had that uh wwe women's pay-per-view even though actually uh tna did it in 2013 but they they did do a women's pay-per-view it's not the first of its kind there are a lot of women's companies out there that are solely women um but from your perspective, I'm, I'm sure you're probably not watching because i'm not watching wrestling as much either but um I guess you you would have heard or maybe seen this whole thing take place. How do you feel about that? And, you know, do you feel like you kind of missed the boat there? Well, it feels like that's always what everything I do. It's like I'm way ahead of my time. And yes, I feel like that it came so late and then I'm out and, you know, kind of, but I don't, unfortunately don't really watch, but you know, more power to the women and everybody and what they're doing. And I know there's definitely uh, talented wrestlers out there and, you know, and, I, it's sad. I don't really have a lot to say about it because I don't really, I don't really watch. You know? Fair enough. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you know, people always ask me, "Do you ever get back in the ring?" There's always, I, I never shut the door for anything, and I'm still in tip-top shape. I mean, uh, playing roller derby, working out, stunts. I mean, yeah, we were on a hiatus through this pandemic and everything. But I know the one thing that didn't go down was wrestling during the pandemic. They were essential. <laughs> I'm like, I wish that I was doing that right now. I'd be working out and be physical and be, you know, doing stuff. That was awesome. Um, but, you know, just such a, a great memory and great, you know, part of my life. And I, I love going, like, I, when I watch stuff and I'm, like, watching moves and going off the, I, like, I'm on the edge of my sheet, seat ready to, like, jump off the cage again and do that. <laughs> So it's always great talking about it and bringing up and going over memories, good, bad, and different. It's all awesome. Absolutely. And and I'm, I'm saying this right here, right now. You heard it here first, folks, okay? If, if there's an opportunity out there, this is a lady you should bring in. And taking one look at you, Trinity, you're drinking from the Fountain of Youth. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my watch. I'm thinking, and I'm looking at the, the, the date on my computer, and I'm like, this isn't 2021, is it? Is it is this still 2004? What is going on here? I'm right there. Boom. There you go. My pose, I used to, uh, I was such a poser. I'm like, it's so funny because stunt work, we were always taught, like, don't look at the camera, don't look at the camera, you know, we're doubling somebody and every always fall away. And when I first got to TNA, I, I was camera shot. You know, I'm so used to like do not looking at they were like, you gotta give me a beauty shot. And I'm like, I'm so, and if you see that too, I was like very uncomfortable in the beginning. Eventually, like got so out of that. I'm like, I love posing. <laughs> I'm a poser. 
<laughs> um, so before I get to five second frenzy, two more questions. First one, do you have any particular regrets of your time in the wrestling business? Um, I don't know if I could say it's regrets, but I like, you know, I, I, I don't, you know what I don't like? I don't like that if I felt like I did something wrong with TNA when I left or if I did something wrong that caused, you know, WWE to let me go. Like, I, you know, and that annoys me because like not knowing like why they really let me go and if they're mad at me, but it is what it is. You know, like I, I gave my blood, sweat and tears to both companies. I loved what I did. I loved wrestling. I loved the fans. I loved, I mean, I like broke both my knees for <laughs> for wrestling i mean i like put my i put it all out there and i gave you know what did they say life and limb i was like giving you know i just loved it and wanted to be great and wanted to have fun and so i can't say i have regrets you know if like there's something and 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 you know it's one thing about me i'm like upfront and honest if like somebody wanted to come and say you did this i would like be like i'm sorry and i didn't know and mm. you know i was struggling in that business to get through it and you know, a long, it's not an easy road. So anyone that is getting into it, be ready to have thick skin and work hard and take bumps and bruises mentally and physically. And, you know, but if you love it, stick with it and try not to let people jade you like that. Thank God I always had like my inner child that was like, oh, when I was getting this end of it, I was like, just step past the curtain and it all goes away. And oh my God, the first, when I did that, um, uh, WrestleMania, what was it, 23, I think I was in. We didn't even talk about that, but it was like the- Oh, wow. Were you part of that 25, was it like 25 women in a- Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was like big. He just did his first movie. I forget which one it was. We were at Detroit and um, uh, Ford Field in Detroit. In, in Detroit. It, it was amazing. It was over 82,000 people, like bigger than Super Bowl. When I walked into that arena before anything, just when we were got there. I mean, right now thinking of it, I've chilled all of it. It was so surreal and amazing. I went up in the stands and I was like, you know, so overcome by the emotion and went like we, I was called first to come out for the lunch, like stepping past that curtain. There's nothing, I, I, I don't even think there's anything that really could compare and, you know, describe it. It's like at a loss for words tongue-tied it was amazing oh my god wow i i, I wasn't aware that that um that you were a part of that that's uh yeah that's a that's a fault of me yeah. with my research I, like, I didn't even think of it till like now we're like <laughs> wrapping up but i got to be part of a wrestlemania and that's wow. see that's awesome that's amazing and i'm so glad that you got to um experience that you know for somebody that wanted to be a part of this company for so long so that's that's awesome to hear um so okay the last question before five second frenzy trinity is all your fans out there they're wondering what's going on with trinity what are you up to these days <laughs> the floor is yours like, I, I feel like after the pandemic, it's like, I'm like so up in the air, but like, um, you know, slowly, you know, getting back, we're back in, you know, filming again and stuff. And, you know, and I'm just enjoying life. I, I, I like riding my horse all the time and training with that and, you know, nothing on the, nothing major. That's sometimes why I like when I, I have to do it in me, I'm like, okay, I have nothing to promote nothing to push nothing means you go on so like why would you want to interview but we always have so much to talk about but this part it's like um living, <laughs> i don't know might be moving to florida i don't know 
um, racing boats and cars and I got uh, some nice cars and toys playing with all the time. Fantastic. Yeah, playing with a lot of toys. Excellent. <laughs> I hope there's a few boy toys involved. Yeah. Going 175 in boats and 220 in cars. I think it's enough. So. Fair enough. Um, okay, Trinity. Uh, this is the segment here. It's called Five Second Frenzy. We call it Five Second Frenzy because you're supposed to have five seconds to answer each question because it's supposed to be quick fire. Boom, 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 boom. But if you need longer, it's Okay. You won't get in trouble, and even if you were to get in trouble, there's nothing I can do about it because I think you could whip my butt. So, <laughs> you think I, I could answer it? My long-winded answers on everything. <laughs> well, you are Italian, so I know how Italians are. Uh, <laughs> uh, first one, Trinity. Who is your favorite wrestler? Me. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> can't think of one that's so crazy i can't do five seconds i don't know if i'm gonna be able to pull this off five seconds it's okay look don't don't no pressure if you need a little bit longer that's okay i'll i'll, I'll give you a pass yeah I, unfortunately with me right now because... okay look that's fine <laughs> if that's your answer that's totally cool who was your favorite opponent over the years desire excellent uh if you could pick one match that was your favorite match to perform in what would you say the one versus kid cash I wish excellent. I told that story because that's a great story. Excellent, excellent. Uh, okay, we're finally getting away from wrestling here. What is your favorite book? Oh, Conversations with God. Fantastic. Uh, favorite TV show? Um, Friends, probably, just because I like to laugh and be light. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, favorite film? Oh, oh, my God, I do have it on my... I can't believe I can't think of it. I know exactly what it is. Uh, Count of Monte Cristo right now. I think that's what I'm going to say. Very nice. Uh, favorite musical artist? Johnny Lang. Very nice. Favorite food? Oh, fajitas probably. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, what would you say is your favorite place to eat on the road? Eat on the road? Oh, my God. These are crazy questions. You should give me notes before we do this. <laughs> on the road. Oh, uh, Cracker Barrel on the road. Excellent. We get that quite a lot. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know if you're a drinker, uh, but favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, margarita, frozen margarita. Very good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> right now, I probably have those a lot. <laughs> um, so, look, I haven't had many ladies on the show. I think maybe at this point, uh, April Hunter, Goldilocks. Uh, British Bulldog's daughter, Georgia Smith. Uh, I've had maybe four or five ladies on the show. Uh, so usually this question is, what is your favorite female body part? Because most of the time I'm talking to men. But we're going to flip the script. It is favorite male body part. What is something when you're going to check out a good looking guy? What is something that you like to look at first? Arms. But like if I really like those... Uh... Like right by the pants line, that like muscle line that goes the, to that. The, the groin <laughs> V. Yeah, kind of like that. Like, yeah. The, the V that's pointing toward the, the promised land. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> but yeah, probably looking. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm an overall bigger picture, everything looking, but arms and that thing. But that you don't always see that. So 
Right, that's true. The, the groin V. If anyone out there wants to see the groin V, check out Brad Pitt in Fight Club. I'm telling you right now, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Trinity, the final one here for Five Second Frenzy. What is your favorite curse word? Probably F. I don't like the curse word. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Trinity's favorite curse word is fuck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, Trinity, I want to really thank you for your time uh, here today. It's been so fun for me to have the chance to talk to you and, and, and talk like we're old friends, like we've known each other for years and have a laugh. And I always say this on every show, but it rings so true. I live in Perth, Western Australia, the most isolated city in the world. And the fact that you had the reach to go all the way over here and have me be a massive fan of yours, I just want to say, I hope you're so proud of what you've accomplished in your life with all your stunt work and what you've done in wrestling because little old 15-year-old, he was just you know, had love hearts in my eyes. Like when Bugs Bunny sees the girl bunny and I, you know, the love hearts shoot out of my eyes. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but I want you to know that someone so far away appreciated what you did. Cause oh. you were such a badass. That makes it everything so worth it. And I'm like, my face literally hurts from smiling and laughing. <laughs> so hard And, um, you, we should have did this sooner, but it's awesome that it finally came about. I'm so I'm so happy and glad that we did this. Me too, my friend. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. And I just want to thank you once again for being on the show because it, it meant a lot to me to talk to someone that I guess in a way, like I kind of looked up to you when I was, you know, a teenager thinking like, wow, she's so incredible at what she does. Thank you so much for making me feel so good and like making me think about how great that, you know, this time in my life was and I and appreciate it. That's like a, so awesome. So awesome to know that, you know, you made people happy because, you know. Absolutely. And, and I, I hope after this, you're going to be floating on cloud nine for the rest of the day. I feel like it. I am awesome. I definitely am going to be, but that's without a doubt for sure. Thank Wonderful. So that makes me feel good. So thank you again, Trinity. So good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone out there, for watching the Insider's Edge podcast here on the WCW Network. I'm your host with the most on the West Coast, California Fury, in a very nice blue velvet jacket with my new friend, my old crush, Trinity. And we will see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>